You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey y'all, spooky season is here, and if you're looking for a show to whet your appetite for a little haunted history, then I'd like to invite you to check out Southern Gothic, a chart-topping history podcast that explores some of the most infamous legends, folklore, ghost stories, and hauntings of the American South. We've covered all sorts of stuff from the Bell Witch of Tennessee to the disappearance of the Confederate submarine, the H.L. Hunley. Not to mention our deep dives into the local lore of some of America's oldest and most haunted cities like New Orleans, Charleston, and St. Augustine. So if you're ready for a little good old-fashioned Halloween storytelling with a commitment to quality historical research, then be sure to check out Southern Gothic today. It's available now on all your favorite podcast apps. Monster House presents. It's actually quite unlike anything we've ever seen before. A giant hairy creature, part ape, part man. In Loch Ness, a 24-mile-long bottomless lake in the highlands of Scotland, it's a creature known as the Loch Ness Monster. Hey there. What follows is an audio version of an interview originally recorded as part of our Monster Talk Live streaming series that Karen and I hosted during 2020. As of this posting, we're not currently doing those live shows, but they are archived on YouTube. You can check the show notes for a link to this particular episode. And the live format's definitely something we're going to try to get back to in the future. These episodes do not get the normal editing treatment of a traditional Monster Talk, and because of the variety of issues that happen during live recordings, the audio quality may be wildly varied, and you should assume there will be some not-safe-for-work content, so I'm posting all of these as explicit just in case. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting Monster Talk. Your contributions at patreon.com forward slash Monster Talk and your positive reviews on the podcasting platforms and applications that you use to listen Help us reach new listeners and spread the important message that monsters can be a great tool to learn critical thinking. We need critical thinking now more than ever. Monster Talk is hosted by me, Blake Smith, and my co-host, Dr. Karen Stolzno. If you enjoy this show, please check out our deep catalog of fascinating interviews with experts about psychology, sociology, anthropology, folklore, religion, and more. Monster Talk. Hi, everyone. I'm Karen Stolzno. And I'm Blake Smith. <laughs> And I don't think there, we are, there we are. So yeah. And this we is are Monster Talk. And yeah, yeah we're so we're doing this live. This is our third live show uh, in as many weeks. And uh we've been doing this because we had requests during the pandemic 
to, to do something a little bit different and something interactive so uh, people can come in and ask questions and chat with us. And, and uh, so this has just been a nice, a nice thing to do during this time when we're all stuck at home. Yeah. And again, uh, you can follow our show at monstertalk.org if you're seeing this on Facebook or YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, you can join our Facebook group. Uh, just look for Monster Talk, all one word on Facebook. And I you think can they would have had to join to watch this though, right? Uh, but later this will be on YouTube for free. So they might find it there. And then um, uh, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash monster talk, all one word also. And mm -hmm. uh, we've, we're excited to have a guest tonight. You want to talk about that, Karen? Yeah. Uh, so we have a, a guest. His name's Douglas Tate. And we've been advertising him uh, on uh, Facebook, uh, on Twitter. He is the actor who has played Bigfoot more times than any other actor in history. And uh, he's in so, our green room, uh, which is not green right now. <laughs> well, you're, you're in the green room. I'm in the green room. White room with black curtains. All right. Uh, so Doug has been in, um, in, in the film world. He's known as the Monster Man. Um, and he's mm -hmm. played a variety of creatures. He, he was the creature, in a, creature man. The creature yeah, man. The creature man. And he is yeah. also, uh, he, he was in the Annabelle Comes Home movie. He was in the new Hellboy remake, and he's in the CW Paranormal series uh, Legacy, which deals with werewolves, vampires, and all sorts of things, and many, many, many other things. He has a huge listing on IMDb. So let's bring in Doug. Theoretically. Hey, there we go. Hey, hey Douglas. Hey. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, so it's, uh, my, my poor computer is taxed to the max by handling this, but it seems to be doing okay. So this is great. Yeah, someone said you're clipping still, so I don't know if you're too well, close to I'm, the mic. Or... I'm far away from the mic, and I've turned down the gain. And if there's, like, uh, uh, any lag or whatever, that's probably a bandwidth issue. But um, mm -hmm. if anybody's really concerned about the power of my computer, we can always take donations at monstertalk.com uh, forward slash <laughs> support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> help me buy a new computer more powerful but anyway thank you for joining so, us doug this is really cool yeah so, good to have you here and yeah. uh so i was just telling the the audience that you have uh, uh the claim to fame of being of appearing as uh, bigfoot in more roles than any other actor in history is that true wow god i don't i didn't even realize that but yeah it's been a lot <laughs> of bigfoot it's a lot of sasquatches yeah. i'm probably the most famous one I play, which is pretty cool. What's the, the uh, most famous one? The Jack Link Sasquatch. Oh, that is a very famous. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. he's influ like if you look at the artwork of Bigfoot, that those commercials have influenced. Oh yeah, uh, dramatically how Bigfoot's portrayed. I think so. absolutely with the big head and yep. you know, forehead. They, yeah. uh, it's uh, it's funny that a, a a jerky commercial can have such an impact on the cultural perception of a monster, but there it is, you know. This is America. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They uh, they spent the money when they first started it, the campaign. They they paid uh, uh, Stan Winston Studios to do the makeup. Oh, they wow. Wanted to yeah. Do it right. And it became like an internet uh, hit before it went viral. Before there was really viral. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Now it's, you know, it's, it's their brand. Sasquatch is the brand. So it's cool. Very much so. Yeah. So we have, how a, did we, you get started? Oh, yeah. You're good. We, we do a lot of this. We do a lot of this. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, um, I, in high school, I wanted to be an actor and I mm -hmm. grew up in Los Angeles and, uh, I got a job at Universal in, uh, Universal Studios, Hollywood playing Frankenstein. So 
I played Frankenstein, Phantom, Wolfman, uh, Harry from Harry and the Hendersons in the theme park. Oh, wow. I was pursuing yeah. acting. And uh-huh. that kind of that kind of started this thing as years went on of uh, doing stuff in makeup. So I've done stuff mm-hmm. in and out of makeup, but my start was at Universal Studios performing. Very cool. Yeah. Wow. So were you a fan of like monster makeup, monster magazines and that sort of thing when you were a kid? Oh yeah. I was a, I was a Fangoria fan. I was a big monster fan. I was a Halloween fan. I mean, I love collecting masks. I had a bunch of Don Post masks. Oh wow. Um, So I was definitely a monster fan. It was something that just came natural and something that I love. So that's why I wanted to do that at universal. That's why I sought it out Mm -hmm. because of the fact that I was a fan. So I was perfect for Frankenstein because I was six five in high school. So you know, Harry. So I went right in and got the job, and you know, stayed there for like ten years as I was pursuing wow. acting. It was my only job other than being an actor that I've ever had. So it was a wow. cool, cool start for sure. Well, I was. Um, go ahead, Karen. Sorry. <laughs> we do this. Sorry. Everybody sit behind the curtain. This is how this really goes down. Like every other. So yeah, I, so that's, so... <laughs> that's why we're so good with uh, with podcasting and, and just archiving it because then we can edit it. That's a lot easier. But uh, anyway, I've seen a lot of documentaries. Um, yeah, where yeah, totally. people, You know, where uh, have these these masks and and costumes and makeup. Does this take hours and hours and hours to get into character for you? Um. Well, uh, for the universal thing, it was just like a put on a mask and a costume and go out and perform. But for the stuff in movies, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you know, the Sasquatch is like a three hour makeup for Jack Links. Wow. And then I've got to put the suit on and I got to get contacts in and uh-huh. then I got to get, uh, I wish, I wish you could flash a picture of it, of it so people could see, but, uh, it's uh can you do I have teeth yeah I'm still learning but soon soon yeah oh, oh yeah in post I could probably do this here so you what do you want me to show and I'll try to get that in post I was just showing a, a picture of uh my makeup as Sasquatch I'll send you some pictures of the stuff I talk about so you'll have high quality images perfect perfect yeah. I can do that so that's like a three-hour makeup um the longest makeup I've ever been in was on uh Grimm I played the villain there, oh, there you go. Yeah. See, that's not that's not even Jack Links. That's the oh, other one. Those okay. are other ones. <laughs> it goes Lynx. to show how many times you play Bigfoot, I guess. I know Jack Links isn't in that one. Um, <laughs> so that's currently the missing links. Oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I, Wasn't we, that a we movie? didn't warn you about his puns? <laughs> um, my longest makeup was on Grimm, which was took about six and a half hours to get into. So I was oh there like God, mm-hmm. in the morning getting wow. in that makeup because it was glued from like my waist all the way up. Um, oh, it was wow. it was pretty crazy. Must have been um, hot and uncomfortable to wear. It was it was it wasn't hot because it was freezing in Portland. We <laughs> shot in Portland. You you ever see the series Grimm? The series Grimm. Remember yes. that series? I haven't. Yeah. I played the villain on the final few episodes and. I had to fight and stuff. And what was happening is as I was turning, the glue was coming undone and started ripping my skin. That was pretty miserable. But but yeah, that was the longest. But yeah, it takes long. And the contacts are another beast to deal with, literally. Um, yeah. They're so uncomfortable. You got to have a lens tech. And 
yeah. if anything gets in and, and it scratches your eye, it's just it's horrible. Are they soft lenses? I assume at this point, I know they're, they're soft. They're not like they were back in the day with Lon Chaney and stuff. Yeah. But uh, um, they're scleral, so they're huge. They cover oh, the yeah. entire yeah. white of the eye, so you feel them down here. And yeah, you can't put them in yourself. You have to have a person that does it for you. Right. Oh, make me squeeze. So as soon as they start to dry out too, and if you don't catch it in time, it can get stuck to your eye. And <laughs> yeah, it's uh. It's that's a mess. Easy. I hope they pay <laughs> you well. Well, you know, I, I, I imagine naively, a lot of people probably think, well, if you're wearing all that makeup, it's not that hard to act. But I've I've looked at some of your training videos online about the work you do to like prepare yourself for the physical side of it. Oh like, yeah. How much does that physical performance come in, like when you're actually executing on these these roles? I mean, like. Can you talk a little bit about what that's like? Like the yeah, I mean, every character is different. So when I get a role, I kind of like I kind of you know look at what you know talk with the people building it and see see how difficult it's going to be. Sometimes there's heavy arms or something, and I try them on, and I realize, oh my gosh, I have to lift like 30, 40 pounds on that arm. I'm going to have to start training my shoulders more. You know, start looking at things like that. Um, when it's a makeup, it's good to get in the makeup and see like the movement you get out of it because some can move different than others. So you want to know what you're, what's reading and what's not. Because as an actor without makeup, you you know you it's in the eyes, it's in the thought, you know, and that conveys the what you're giving. When you're in a makeup, you you have to exaggerate your facial expressions for it to read. So it's a different process. So depending on what the character is, I like to train for that role. Some of the movement stuff that I do, um, maybe that's what you're talking about. Um, do more animal type movement workouts as opposed to your traditional, um, you know, isolated curls and things like that. I don't do that as much as more calisthenic and animal type. Right. right. Yeah. Those are the things that help more with the characters I play. Yeah, it looked did like some ever, pretty advanced physical training. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Karen. Sorry. Oh, did you ever watch anything like the the Patterson Gimlin footage or, or anything like that to try and pick up some moves? <laughs> the the what footage? The Patterson oh, the, Gimlin. The, the, the I don't even infamous. know what that is. What is that? Oh. That's the that's, <laughs> that's the the that's the original super. This is what Bigfoot's supposed to look like. Uh, oh, big, Bigfoot movie. Oh yeah. Nineteen sixty seven. The shot of Bigfoot yeah. striding yeah. through it's the, it's California. The, Right, with, with her large pendulous breasts. So yeah, <laughs> the, um, yeah it's weird. Of, yeah, Bigfoot doesn't things. really come out that way mostly. Yeah, most most of the Bigfoots are male. I see. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. is that the 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 it one where it's walking female. across? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yep. The, the, A lot of the Bigfoots I played, they haven't wanted the traditional walk. They've wanted more of a you know something different for some reason. They okay. didn't want the traditional. You know, because yeah. I brought that up in the past. They say, oh, no, we don't want that. We want you to bring something mm -hmm. different. Yeah, like, no. Yeah, it, okay. Make like it your that. own. Yeah. 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 It, well, it's, it's, first of all, it's in focus. You can clearly see Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not blurry. <laughs> they spend so much on that suit, they better keep it in focus. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you, I assume you don't get to keep the suit uh, because oh, no. uh, you know, that's too bad. So it's a, it's a couple hundred thousand dollar suit. It's hand sewn. Oh, wow. Each hair is hand weaved in there. <laughs> wow. 
So it'd be made the, just for you too. Who else would made just ever for me? Wear that? Yeah. yeah. So it's a very expensive <laughs> suit and makeup. It takes two makeup artists. So um, no, the the company Legacy Effects used to be Stan Winston. They they um, take care of the suit and stuff. Sometimes it's sent back where wherever I'm shooting on a plane, bundled up, soaked. It's pretty uh, gets pretty nasty. <laughs> Wow. Do do you um do you get to like do you get a discount on jerky or anything? Or- oh, they give me they give me jerky. Whenever I work, they'll just you know throw me a ton of it. So wow, cool. Yeah. I love I love uh, the Jacqueline's jerky. It's delicious. Yeah. It is delicious. <laughs> little plug there. So yeah. we've been doing this show for about 10 years now. And we I, how many shows do you think we've actually talked about Bigfoot? It'd have to be a large amount. It's I a lot. It's a lot. So, yeah, we've we've talked about. We probably should do some like some angles. stats on that at some point. That'd be good. Have you ever sure. talked to yeah. somebody that's played Bigfoot? No, I don't think so. This this is the first time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I, I guess my question is: over the years, we've dealt with a lot of claims of uh, people who believe that they've seen Bigfoot. Lots of sightings. Um, so we, we tend to be on the more skeptical side of things and to apply critical thinking to claims of, of Bigfoot sightings. But, uh, what about you? Have you, where do you stand? Do you believe in Bigfoot or have you ever had any experiences yourself or, or any paranormal experiences that you want to tell us about? And we're not judgy. I'm not a Bigfoot believer, but I'm definitely have had paranormal experiences uh, especially the one that comes to mind is uh, there's this hospital in LA called Linda Vista. Have you heard of it? No. It's, it's no. been abandoned since the 70s. It was an insane asylum. Ooh. And uh, it was used for filming from like the 80s till a couple years ago. And then they decided to build um, housing. Okay. But uh, so there were several floors of that um, hospital that was an insane asylum. And also it was known for a lot of low income people that would come there and they didn't have any identification. They were, they were not citizens, so they didn't know who they were. So they died in the hospital. So from what everyone has told me there, there's been a lot of sightings of people wanting the family to know where they are but yet they're stuck their spirit is stuck in this building and when you go to certain floors like the fourth floor in particular you could look it up linda vista hospital there's a lot of creepy images on there um i felt air i felt wind coming in when all the windows were closed i felt noises i felt my chills go up and down my body Stuff would happen with the camera in a certain spot. And as soon as it went to the other spot, it was fine. And then they bring it back to that spot and it wouldn't work. I mean, a lot of things like that, which made me think this is, there's something going on here. We have a a, a, an, a question from listener Sophie Smith. And she uh-huh. wants to know That's if this, was, she wants to know if this is the asylum that was used in Terminator 2. And no, that was Lakeview Medical Center. So I want to thank Sophie Smith for listening to the show and participating. That's my daughter. If you were to uh, to Google that, I'm sure you could find out what movies were shot there. There's a ton of movies that were shot in Linda Vista Hospital. 
And it's been, it was, uh, you know, the um, paranormal shows. There's a lot of shows did episodes on that. Oh, yeah. It's a ghost adventure there. Yeah. 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 Ghost hunters. Yeah. Yes. Well, it doesn't look like this to me, like the view of Linda. Is is it? Is who's Linda and why are people looking at her? That's what I want to know. So, (laughs) (laughs) topic for another time. Yeah. Okay, fine. All right. Well, now, no, got, go ahead. We've got quite a few skeptics in the audience, and someone's just commented that they think this is the closest any of any of us are going to get to ever actually talking to Bigfoot. So, <laughs> I think that's true. Actually, do you, you know, as as Bigfoot, when you when you're preparing for the role, do you think more I'm a nature spirit or more I'm an ultra terrestrial <laughs> from another dimension? How, how do you how do you like really sort of internalize the character? Uh, <laughs> it, uh, more more based off the way i move than like the thoughts of of those things you know once i get into the character in the makeup and i start doing the walk and the groans all of a sudden it just puts me in this place of a of a sasquatch this is really cool because i've seen those commercials you do a lot of emoting there's a lot of face work in there yeah there is yeah yeah Yeah. so it's a a lot there's a lot of exaggerated face work that if i didn't have the makeup i'd look like the worst actor in the world (laughs) (laughs) it's like you're pushing scaffolding right like you're like you're pushing out all those yeah uh, like yeah uh, do you exaggerating everything yeah do you get to like do you get to work in a mirror first to like prepare for the shot that's the best thing for me is because like i said every makeup's different the fortunate thing with the sasquatches i've done it so many times that i kind of know the makeup but especially for newer things that i get into that i you know that's the best way to know what's reading and what's not because sometimes you think you're doing something and it's it's working but you look in the mirror or on the monitor and you go oh man that's not reading i thought that was reading and it's not so so working in a mirror with makeup is great if you now if i don't have makeup on it's the exact opposite. Working in a mirror is the worst thing you could do because then you're like forcing emotions that aren't real, you know, when it's supposed to be in the mind, the thought, the eyes. Yeah. So it's like two separate ways of working. That's really cool. Do you, do you get a lot of uh, directions or do you just really get told to do your own thing? And It's more me, me just hiring me to do my own thing. I, I personally like getting direction, but a lot of times, you know, the director has so much on his plate that they're just there to do the show and the turnaround so quick that he can't worry about what I'm doing. Now, if I like didn't hit a mark or needed to do something a little different, then they'll give it, but it's not usually based off my movements or acting. It's more on uh, direction for the scene, you know, okay. they kind of so expect you to come there already being the character. So they don't have right. to worry about that, you know? So- Six hours of makeup and then 10 minutes of shooting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then being in the makeup. For- it's like my wedding night. <laughs> yeah. Too much information. <laughs> Do you, um, when you're like doing these other monsters, I mean, so, like with Bigfoot, you kind of have a natural, I mean, everybody has, I, I would assume at this point, we have a, a cultural conception of what Bigfoot is and you've got your script. Yeah. But like when you're doing these other monsters and you're still working within a script, but how how do you decide on what the physical performance is going to be for a demon or, or whatever yeah. kind of creature? Yeah. 
A lot of times, a lot of times I'll go based off like the design and the makeup. And then also, like you said, what's in the script. And then if I get a chance to talk to the director about what he wants, but, but a lot of times like something will come to me based off the design. If he's bent over, then I'll know he's kind of, you know, I'll have to work on that type of a thing. <laughs> you know, if he's, if his shoulders are back and he's really upright, like the Verlox character in the quest was, you know, that's how the design was. So I felt like he was very powerful and regal. So it's kind of, I kind of go based off the script and the design. Do you, you know? do, uh, one of our, our listeners want to know if you get special teeth for the Bigfoot, for the, the, the yes. Bigfoot teeth. Yeah, they're huge. Yeah. They're huge yeah. uh, upper teeth and lowers. They push my mouth out so that when I don't have the teeth in, the lip looks like very pushed in. So uh-huh. the teeth bring the mouth out, Ooh. you know. Neat. Yeah. Sounds That's- almost painful. Yeah, yeah, they're they're no fun to wear either, and you can't really drink or eat with them on. They're they're <laughs> not fun. <laughs> it's 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 interesting. Like, there's people who are like the unsung heroes of like the the directors get a lot of credit, and the actors rightly so get a lot of credit. But the makeup people, man, they you, you except for like the studio heads, like you're you like Stan Winston and your Rick yeah. Baker's here and there. It's like you just don't hear about them that much, but boy they sure add to the performance don't they oh yeah man a good makeup artist you know is gonna trans they're the ones transforming you yeah i mean you're playing the character but if you didn't have them to do the the correct makeup i mean it would be like a you know amateur amateur hour so yeah they're they are the unsung heroes and i know so many talented makeup artists um out there that are just amazing do you do you do any special vocal work or do they dub you for the Bigfoot stuff? All the Bigfoot stuff uh, uses my voice and my growls and stuff. There's no oh, cool. speaking in it. So <laughs> a lot of, uh, you know, so uh, years ago, um, they, they would like add like a filter on my growl. And now they're just using, using my own. Nice growls and stuff you, you, you sound like you can project your voice very well so yeah yeah and I, yeah I think, yeah I, I i think it's much more when i've seen commercials that have added it it's not as uh authentic and off because a lot of the stuff i'm doing is like in the moment off the cuff i'm not planning it so it comes out of like a real reaction whereas mm-hmm. if you're adding post sound you don't get that same uh feeling especially in comedy you know if it was more like a scare, that's different. But in comedy, I'm groaning in certain moments that are real to the scene. And if you add like a, a post uh, growl in, it might not have the same feeling to it. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's funny because we get uh, some, we, we hear some claims of people saying that Bigfoot have their own language um, yeah, and actual words and yeah. sentences and yeah, fully language. So that's interesting. They always just get you to do growls and roars and yeah, and, it, and it's kind of based. It's based off like in the moment of the performance. It's not like written. Mm-hmm. In. It's kind of just how okay. whatever comes yeah. out as so, living. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's neat. Yeah. So do you uh, ever get? Uh, I'm sure you get recognized. Oh, it's Douglas Tate. Do you ever get anyone going, oh, it's Bigfoot, or I saw you playing this role? This, I don't this usually get recognized because I'm in so much makeup. Uh, I got yeah. recognized at Trader Joe's the other day. 
from a guy who said, oh, you were in Zathura. And I said, Zathura? <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Usually it's more when I go to like certain conventions or like Monster Palooza where people know who I am because they're yeah. fans of, you know. Because Monster fans are awesome, like, right? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, so they, they know who I am, but not, not yeah. people in everyday life, you know. Cool. Yeah. Because I think that's where I, I met you briefly years ago. Um, so we got you on the show through my husband, Matt Baxter, and you met him. I think it was he took you to a City of the Dead yeah. here in Denver years yeah. ago. And that was with, uh, with Jonathan Breck and Breck. Eileen. Oh, yeah, my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. That was so, great. That was a blast. <laughs> Have you... Do you uh, do a lot of conferences and conventions? You know, I, I, I was doing them for a while and then um, I haven't in the last few years just because I've been so focused on um, work. I've been working a lot. Um, cool. And then my, my signing agent handles all the Walking Dead guys. So he was making so much of them that he kind of... Oh kinda, my gosh. Yeah. He kind of... <laughs> Norman Reedus and all those guys that he kind of like focused just on them. Um, which was fine because I wasn't really pushing it, but I, I enjoy doing it from time to time. A lot of times I'd get one and then I'd have to cancel because uh -huh. of work, you know, I hated doing that. Um, but yeah, I enjoy it because you're meeting people that like movies you're in and yeah. stuff. So yeah. It's yeah. Cool. Yeah. That was the one in uh, Denver, the Mile High Nightmare, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah it was uh, obviously around Halloween. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't, can't remember what year it was, but uh, it's been I, a I while. Just, I think I just remember you for being even taller than my husband. Yeah, <laughs> well, so. I, I better be tall. I'm a bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hello, <laughs> right? If you, this would be disappointing, but a lot, of, a lot of researchers think the original Bigfoot film was probably around six feet tall. That's really disappointing. Wow. Like, yeah, because because wow. if you go back and read the literature from the 70s, especially, but even in the 60s, but especially in the 70s, a lot of people were reporting like 13 foot tall Bigfoot, 14, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like looking in on like second story windows. Average. and It's like, it's like, wow. uh, I'm ready for some like giant Japanese, you know, monster kind of action. It's like, it's getting yeah. up there. It's getting up there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, more people coming in and saying hi do. to yeah. Douglas and hi to us. So hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Okay, one more question <laughs> from my daughter. Thank you for watching. She really wants to know if, <laughs> if the fake teeth that you have for Bigfoot, do you think in your impression, are they carnivore teeth or herbivore teeth? She wants to know. If, <laughs> oh, they're they're definitely herbivore teeth. He's okay. not a carnivore. There you go. He, he he you'll never see him eating the jerky. He doesn't eat he doesn't eat no. meat. Look at that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Vegetarian. <laughs> He's a vegetarian. That's funny. Cool. But that doesn't mean they're not dangerous. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, it's I'll like talk gorillas, to you across you know? the room. Yeah, exactly. I just <laughs> <laughs> you should. You guys should have like a, an outtakes where the, the, the he he catches the people and throws them. You know, <laughs> just like yeah. footage of him tossing vehicles and stuff. You know, so that'd be totally. funny. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. 
We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Each week on Chinwag, we dig into the weird topics you wonder about, that you care about. The stuff none of us are totally sure of, like the Bermuda Triangle, Mothman, consciousness, philosophy, UFOs, ghosts, or say Bigfoot. So who's to say that there's not alien species that are Sasquatch? Like I've seen a ghost and I would hear something walking and breathing. Maybe every path is right. I will accept as a premise that every path is right. That is a face on Mars. Eyes, nose. It kind of looked like Wilson the volleyball. Some people enjoy the waves or whatever uh, crashing. And I enjoy listening to a quantum physics audiobook. I do think there are many things in the world that we just don't understand yeah. and probably won't understand. That's our yeah. whole show. <laughs> so join us every Wednesday on all major podcast platforms and find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at ChinwagPod and Wagon. So what do you prefer to do? What kind of acting do you really enjoy being the, the creature man mostly or do you like doing other stuff where you, you can play yourself or? You know, to be honest with you, like I started as an actor just as myself and this kind of took over. Um, I do enjoy characters and makeup, some much more than mm-hmm. others. Um, but if I were to to ask what I enjoy more, like you're asking, <laughs> I would enjoy being out of makeup because okay. there's so much uh, physicality and, um, you know, pain that comes from being in makeup yeah. day after day that uh, it can get a little, a little old sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, like the character in Hellboy is my least favorite kind to do because that is, that is a character in an animatronic head in a full suit the animatronic head weighed 55 pounds and I could, could bear, I couldn't see, I could, you know, oh, my Lord. breathing was not good. It caught on fire. Um, and we've seen it. Mila Jovovich went crazy. She went nuts. She, she was like, this is bullshit. Get that thing off him. <laughs> she was yelling. She was great. Great lady. But, uh, um, so, so those things are so physical that I would much rather be a cop or a detective if I had a choice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it looks like you, I mean, just from watching your performance here and like, not, this is not really performance, but just watching you, it seems like you've got my performance. It's like, it's like, it's like, uh, so anyway, thanks for coming by. We appreciate this call. We'll get back with you. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> No, but seriously, you're you're obviously able to bring a lot more to your face and your performance than you're going to see behind the makeup. So it's it's a different kind of acting, you know? Yeah. Yeah, So I have a movie coming out this summer that I star in out of makeup uh, called Attack of the Unknown, a sci-fi film. So there is aliens in it. I'm just not playing them. I play a SWAT. Nice. Nice. Yes. Someone saying you played a cop named Baxter, and so I'm assuming that's my oh. husband <laughs> saying yes. that. I did, Officer Baxter. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's funny. So, there you go. Are we getting? Uh, let's see. I, I I'm having a little trouble following the Facebook feed. 
Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're getting a lot of questions and a lot of comments, and because we're chatting, we're dismissing them as they're, they're coming up. And again, it says Facebook user; it's not saying seeing saying yeah. actually. Well, there's that, yeah. So it's a little hard and to. And I don't know. Somebody, Douglas, somebody, I, I saw somebody ask how tall I was. I'm six five. So I, I think, I think that, too. yeah, I think IMDb needs to be updated because I think IMDb thinks you're six four. Oh, so, yeah. Oh. It's it's hard, it's, it's hard to keep that updated. Yeah. I'm 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 like in between six five. I'm six four and a half. I think is my oh. my round up. You wear you know shoes whatever. Yeah. 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 So, just don't ask my wife about rounding up. But the point is, yeah. <laughs> I don't have an IMDb page, so that's all right. So yeah. So, yeah, so uh, we've had a few questions that have popped up. So if anyone did have a question, if you want to send it through, because we're just missing them as we chat. So we'll yeah, try and yeah. keep a closer eye on them as they come through. We're trying, yeah. So um, one of the questions is, what's your favorite uncredited role? That's interesting. My favorite uncredited role. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I. What, I what, what does that mean? Like, I, I don't know. like, is there any role where you come on as a monster or whatever, and you don't make the credits? I guess. I guess. I, you know what? I don't know, but maybe what's if we even asked what your favorite role is, maybe that would be. I, it's always funny to me. Yeah. Like our signature question, which we warned you about, is like, "What's your favorite monster?" And I personally hate trying to pick my favorite anything. It's like I try to like make the most of whatever yeah. I'm in, you know. Your favorite color. Yeah, I just That's a tough one. That's a tough question for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's been some really good ones. I got to play something. I got to do something recently that I can't talk about. Oh God, I shouldn't even have brought it up. But it's pretty yeah, I don't even, I, we I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty epic. Uh um, and that one was, that one was a childhood dream, to be honest. Uh, um, going back to Universal, um, I was a fan of Frankenstein growing up. And, and then I started playing Frankenstein in, uh, the park. And then I got my first, um, guest star role on Sabrina, the teenage witch, wait, which is Frankenstein. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say Frankenstein in the park? Yeah, in, in the Universal Studios. Oh, the Universal Studios. I was thinking, like, you know, they have Shakespeare in the park. I was just like, there's oh, a Shakespeare no, no, in the park. Oh, no, no, <laughs> sorry, no. Sorry, That would be cool. There's an idea. <laughs> it's like, uh, that, but, you know, in the, yeah, in the Universal Park, those are, there's there's a lot of people who get their start there. That's fantastic. Yeah. Did you, I saw also on your IBB credits, you you uh, you also directed this and you, and you wrote for uh, The Haunt. Yes, that was a pilot, me and my wife, uh, she co-directed with me and we both wrote it. And it's basically uh, was based off my experiences at Universal doing Haunted Houses. Oh, cool. Okay. It's a comedy pilot that I want to try to get sold. Um, and it's like a, a waiting for Guffman office in the haunted house world. Oh, neat. I like that. Yeah. About these group of small town folks who work at a local haunted house and all the drama and situations that happen there so, so you've already got that in the can have you been like pushing it around in the can, yeah. and we shot it so because we're not you know we're not out there um selling scripts and things so we figured instead of a script let's shoot it so that we have like a trailer and a and a right. show right show what we're looking for the format and, and things like that so um that's something that i definitely want to um hopefully sell someday and, and make it into a show where I'm not footing the, 
the bill for it on every episode. <laughs> <laughs> so so it's big foot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so is that is that the direction that you're wanting to your career to evolve towards in, into more directing than acting? Well, I love acting, but I definitely want to do more directing and I want to do more like I just love the process of creating. Yeah. Creating. Yeah. Um, you know, writing something, acting mm -hmm. in a part that I want to play, directing yeah. something, using friends in my mm -hmm. projects that I think are super talented. And just mm -hmm. there's something about that. If I were if you were to ask me my favorite character I've done or whatever it's definitely the stuff that you create on your own there's nothing like it you know mm -hmm. um, yeah. it's super time consuming and it takes mm -hmm. a lot of work but the end feeling and result from doing it is right is, you can't top it mm -hmm. yeah absolutely yeah. how is it working with your wife on collaborating on a project like that is it it's it's good. I mean, you know, there's always like, you know, bickering and stuff. But as far as like she's, you know, we met, she has been in the business as long as me. Um, you know, I, I agree with a lot of the stuff she has. You know, we, we both we're both on the same page with performance and things like that, you know, and um, mm -hmm. it's actually really, really good. It's, it's great working together. Yeah. Cool. Nice. And we are, I think this is a question from my husband here. He wanted to know in Land of the Lost, yeah, how many of those slee stacks were you? The, you know, there was there was eight or six main hero ones. I was one of the hero, okay. and then okay. there was like thirty background ones that didn't have the animatronic mask and stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm in a lot of the scenes. I. I I can I, I get kicked in the balls and one by Danny McBride. That's me. I mean, there's a I could point out the ones I am. There's a lot of me in there. <laughs> yeah, that was now, cool. You were was it? You were born in '78. Yes. So, so you missed like the original run of. Uh, I, I missed the original run, but I did see the the um, reruns growing up in the '80s. Cool, cool. Yeah. What did you, what okay. did you think? It's a weird series, isn't it? I thought it was really, really cheesy and yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> um, but it was so cool to meet Sid. Um, and you, just, uh, you, you met Sid Croft and Marty yes, Croft? Like the, yes, they were on set. Oh, Sid wow. Sid Marty. Sid was the best. Marty's more the business guy. Sid was more the, the like, on set, hanging with you guy. And his stories were just fabulous. He was the coolest mm -hmm. guy ever. I bet. <laughs> It, they made a lot of strange TV, man. They really did. They had the uh, 60s, it, man. 60s yeah. and 70s. In Atlanta, they had uh, the world of Sid and Marty Croft. It was like a, yes. a, a, a way ahead of its time amusement park, like way ahead yeah. of its time. And yeah. that area, yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's down, it was near a place called the Omni, which has now been rebuilt into something. It's all, there's all uh, new buildings down there. Uh, but, but what's left of it is the CNN Center. And at one point, it had the world's largest freestanding escalator, which still, I don't know if it still holds the record, but it's still there. But you, it's now the Plain CNN Center. Yeah, yeah. But you, wow. you, the ride I always wanted to ride, they had a ride, they had all these different themed Sid and Marty Croft things. But they had a, uh, a ride where you get into a pinball, and then you ride through the pinball machine. And 
I, I was like in the first or second grade, and I it blew my mind. I was like, "You're in a pinball game? This is the greatest wow. thing in the world, right?" <laughs> so I really wanted to go see that. So yeah, they were ahead of their time. They they were uh, they did some crazy wacky stuff. Yeah, and they gave a lot of work to like really great character actors who had not been you know used in a while. So I I loved that. So yeah, yeah, so. for sure. And uh, probably the longest, I really haven't like verified this, but I may have been the longest running sea, sea monster show, uh, Sigma the Sea Monster. I mean, that was, it was on for a while. And there just wow. haven't been a lot of sea monster shows out there. So, no, yeah. no, there hasn't. <laughs> That's we obscure. Need <laughs> we need we a creature sea- from the Black Lagoon. Like, it used to be a thing we do. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. 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 Um, God, that's one of my favorite monsters. I, I was so interested in the the universal sort of dark uh, universe they were trying to put together, and yes, uh, I was so disappointed when it seems like it had died. But now the Invisible Man's doing pretty good. I mean, I mean, even with the that's box episode. So who knows? I I thought the uh, was it the Shape of Water uh, sort yeah. of stole the thunder from what might have been a uh, a, a Gilman reboot, but man, I would you know. Do that. And Guillermo is a huge creature from the Black Lagoon fan. Yeah, and I know that he's been wanting to do that movie for years, and I don't know. Maybe there's a something with Universal or something, but I think this was his way of doing his own. Yeah, yeah. Thing, you know. Oh yeah, it's, it's such a beautiful creature. Similarities there, a lot of similarities. Yeah. The creature design is just so brilliant on them. You know. To, to oh, be yeah. able to hide a scuba tank and still make it look very natural. It's, it's oh, yeah. really cool. Oh, yeah. It's a strange so. thing to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, but it, it is also. I mean, I, 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 as a fan of monsters, as a fan of the craftsmanship behind that, I just, it always struck me as one of the best looking monsters. And uh, yeah. yeah, just for that time, I mean, yeah. it was just so brilliant. I mean, every, it's, everybody says that they're such, you know, that our monster fans are a fan of the, Creature from the Black Lagoon. I yeah. agree. Yeah, and Rico Browning, that swim he had was so it was perfect for for that character. You know, it's very distinctive. It, it's just it's an iconic film. I it mean, it, it really is. So, uh, so do you? Uh, um, have you had to do any monster films where they did traditional? Uh, incremental shots to like have a transformation or is it all digital now Does, do people still do those I remember Chaney they always talked about putting nails through the tips of his fingers so he'd hold still for the wolfman transformation yeah. oh. you know I, I personally think that those the transformations that were done practical look better than the CGI ones of today but mm-hmm. I can't really think of uh, any that I did that were practical um, I prefer if you're, if you're going to do CGI is to just, um, just to like have somebody and not see like all the growth of the hair. Cause I've, I've been on shows like Graham that, have, that has done that and it just doesn't come across good. You see the hair coming out and yeah. bones breaking and it, it looks very phony. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess the, the, you know, what, um, what they did in, um, American Werewolf in London and, and those it was yeah. so, it took so much work and so many days of doing it that they just don't want to take that time anymore you know right. yeah yeah you played okay. a werewolf before haven't you that's one of your credits what'd you say 
You played a werewolf before, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah. A, I played a werewolf in Annabelle Comes Home, and okay. then I played a a werewolf in a commercial that was really cool. By Barney Berman did the makeup. Who's a who's families have been in the business forever the Bermans um uh yeah I think I think that's it yeah do you play just about every character I think we've ever talked about yeah have you do you have like a a monster punch list that you like try to like check off you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's there's uh I played Jason in the end of Freddy vs. Jason so really Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. All that. So, and then, and then there was a, a there was another iconic um, uh, character from my from my young days that I recently got a chance to play that I can't talk about. Um, so yeah, there's 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 a few that I still want to play. I'd like to play Frankenstein in a like a remake type of movie. I think that would be amazing since that's where I started. Um, okay. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, Universal is going to have one of those on tap somewhere, right? Theoretically, some they have, they yeah. got to. They yeah. have to. I know. I think Guillermo wanted to do that also. Yeah, it's a good story. I mean, yeah, it holds up really well. What are we? It we does. just got the 200th anniversary. Is that right? I think so. 18, 19, two. Yeah, yeah. We just had the 200th anniversary fairly recently. So, yeah. Wow. Someone's commented he needs to play Jeff the Talking Mongoose. <laughs> That's an inside joke. Heard of, okay. yeah, yeah, it's one of our favorite monsters, but it's pretty obscure, I think, to a lot of people. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that one. <laughs> I'm trying to skirt around, you know, we're all kind of stuck at home these days, but uh, do you have any kind of insight into what you'll be working on next when things open up again? I'm working on um, Star Trek Picard on and off, the new Star Trek show. And I'm also Ooh. working on that legacy show. That's what I've been doing a lot of characters on that. Um, and then um, I have a film that I directed um, that I've been editing. Um, so that hasn't been announced yet because we don't know the title. We were going to announce it on the trades and then all this stuff happened and they said, oh, it's not a good time to announce right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So we can't really get into that because we don't have the name and it hasn't been announced. And the the trade places like you to 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 be the first one to announce it. So I can't really talk about it. But sure. it, was, it's a, it was cool to have another film in the can. My first feature, actually, directly. I, I can't believe more, cool. more big studios don't use this as a clearinghouse for their news announcements. I don't know why, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they should. Damn it. <laughs> Okay. The um um you so you played in the uh the Star Trek uh the JJ Abrams movie. Yeah. Right. right. And now you're in yeah. the Picard, so you've kind of like bridged the universes. Yes, and then I also <laughs> I also I was at uh 2 years ago I went to the Star Trek convention in Vegas and I was when I was 18 right out of high school I did an episode of Deep Space 9 but as like a feature character. And people were bringing me screen grabs that they printed out of that of that show <laughs> when I wasn't even like it wasn't like a role it was just like a featured part in there. Uh-huh. So so I've been on on three things now Star Trek related, which is pretty wow. neat. It is yeah, neat. Cool. It was very neat. Yeah, yeah. 
it's funny because you know there was a, a time when especially like for television they would reuse the same actor for multiple roles sometimes within the same season you know it really? was yeah yeah so <laughs> and i mean well, that's, that's what's so good about doing the makeup stuff is that i can be reused i mean if it was just myself it's kind of like you can't really play another character when you've already been seen as like a cop or something. But yeah, not these days. Yeah. I'm bringing up a picture of uh, the Picard so that you guys could see now that she's, she did it on her phone. That was a great idea. This is a, uh, this is a uh, nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. Right. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, I think we've got a question for you here as well. So yeah. someone's asked, "What what do you think of the new Godzilla and King Kong movies?" I think they're great. I loved them. I, I thought, I thought the the when they first brought it back, uh, King uh, Godzilla. I thought that using the storyline of um, the nuclear bombing in Japan, Hiroshima was all due to them killing Godzilla, but they didn't want to let that get out. I was like, what? Well, that is brilliant. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed them for sure. Oh, cool. I, I thought they're well done. I mean, it, it's all CGI, but I think it's, you know, the money they have to do it. It's effective, you know? Um, it's hard to do a suit thing. I got to play Godzilla too in a Snickers commercial. Oh really? <laughs> really? They made a. They made it. They went back and made it. And Stan Winston, they made it just like the original. They did the same process to do it. It was pretty cool. So how heavy did it feel? I mean, it was pretty pretty heavy suit. I heard those were. It was very heavy. It weighed over. It weighed about 150 pounds. Wow. So wow. They would have it like on a harness thing, and yeah. then they. It, they'd let it off when it was time for a take and i'd just be going oh it was all on my shoulders yeah it was like a backpack that came off my shoulder so it was just mm -hmm. so much weight digging into my back and shoulders wow but that was uh in in um correlation when they with the first godzilla they put out they did a, a tie-in with it which was pretty cool for that Snickers commercial. Oh wow! Wow. Yeah, that's very cool. You're impressing my son. He's he's super impressed. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't, well, us too. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, is uh, it's rare that my kids are even aware that I'm doing this show. So it's very exciting. Uh, for he's me, he's a big Godzilla fan, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is big. Big. Uh, anything to do with uh, kaiju, uh, he's he's all in. So okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean. We're Again, another example of, I mean, now those are all CGI for the most part, but um, yeah. like the, a lot of performance work went into those classic suit monsters. They're just oh, like, yeah. oh, it's, it's like, I feel, I feel for them. It's like, I enjoy the movies, but every now and then I stop and think, wow, that's a lot of work. Even for the worst movie, it's a lot of work. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And just hearing about the behind the scenes stuff, it's just really scary to hear yeah. some of the things you've gone through for, for arts. <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. Like, I have some stories. We're selling, sure. we're selling Snickers here. People are well, trading yeah. Snickers. Oh, if the Snickers sure. were sponsoring me, I, we would have a significantly nicer green backdrop. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a green, green backdrop to like add something in there, or you just have a green backdrop? I got it to do some video work, and it turns out that if you do – a lot of people are doing Zoom meetings for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. 
and you can put in a custom background, but there's a little checkbox at the bottom and it says, do you have a green screen? And if you don't have a green screen, the Zoom software tries to extrapolate what's you, and what's your background. And it kind of sometimes works. Sometimes you kind of get pixelated and weird things. Yeah. If you have a green screen, it's like you're wherever you say you are. Like it feels like perfectly natural. It looks really yeah. cool. So it just it just seamlessly does the chroma key replacement. Yeah, it's really but nice. It doesn't do it on and this program. It does not do it on this program. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you liked uh, having a green background. I wasn't it's, sure. It's, uh, it's, uh, for, uh, it's very monstrous. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's, <laughs> yeah, I think he's got stuff behind there as well. So it's a I bit do, of a mess, I do. Right? Uh, if you want to take a no, you can't really see much. Uh, no. Oh, okay. You see my cruddy, there's a cow. There oh, there's yeah, a yeah. whiskey. Oh, no. What a terrible example oh, I'm saying. Oh, there's no secret. <laughs> uh oh looks much better the green monster books a little side tour whiskey yeah. and comics that's what am, that's I'm all you need also that's weird waviness that's very strange apparently mm -hmm. webcam's not like a real camera so so that was that was uh very disruptive there uh thank you for leading me astray <laughs> <laughs> We've only got a couple of minutes left, so if anyone else has any questions for Douglas, if you want to send those through, but we should probably finish with our, our closing up question anyway. We should, because we don't know how long he wants to talk time. about it, right? So we got we, we're going to split your last question because based on what the the preview thing that you talked about. So w w yeah. the first thing is, what's your favorite monster? But you might also say, what's the favorite monster that you played as well? So yeah, yeah. Um... I think uh, I kind of I said I kind of said it in Frankenstein is my favorite monster. Yeah, um, just cool. because I loved it as a kid, and then I went to play it, and it has a lot of special meaning for me. Do you have you a know? preference for many of the movies that you like better than the others, or I I like the original Boris Kar Karloff. Okay, Frankenstein. Okay. No, I just felt like I guess I saw that one as a kid. And it's certainly was, iconic, right? Yeah, very iconic. Yeah, very iconic. Um, now, does it hold up today? I mean, you know, it's 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 tough sometimes to watch some of those movies. Some of them, yeah. some of them are cool. Some of them are a little slow to today's pace. But uh, um, I think for the favorite character, that would have to be. Um, that Verloc's character in that show, The Quest. Um, okay. Because I love improv and I love things off, off the cuff. I love the Sasquatch because I do that. But this one was, I had a whole army that was fighting in real night outfits in front of me that I was commanding. And when I was interacting with those reality contestants, a lot of people don't know what this is that I'm talking about. Um I never knew I had certain dialogue, but it never went as planned. So to be able to be in the moment as things are happening and yeah. I got to figure out what I'm going to say, the thrill of that was just so overwhelming. It was just, I was getting real reactions from them too, which was cool. It was yeah. pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. That's neat. You have to look up Verlocks online, Verlocks from the quest and see how cool that, that character is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this would be a good place for me to stick that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I guess one one final question from a viewer is, why is Bigfoot so popular in car commercials? I know, huh? I did a Toyota <laughs> one last year too, a Toyota Bigfoot. A Hyundai and yeah, a whole bunch yeah. of them. 
Uh, I That's... think that he's like he, he he's kind of like Bigfoot's kind of comedic now as far as they've portrayed yeah. him, you know, especially with the mm-hmm. Jack Links and things like that. And he's interesting and he makes a great salesman. You know, you want to look yeah. at him. I, I think it's mm-hmm. uh, I've done several, so it's 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 funny. People laugh when I'm doing Bigfoot characters. You know, yeah, it's, it's a great. It's a fun makeup. It's a fun character. He's he's yeah. another. He's iconic, and, and uh, also he doesn't have all the uh, uh, intellectual property issues that other. No, yeah, <laughs> exactly. He could, he's a little slow. He's not the sharpest tool, so he could say something and be silly and dumb, and people could look at him, but you, but you'll laugh because you you know mm-hmm. you'll laugh at it because he's Bigfoot, you know. That's a really interesting point, though, because I think we've, for many years, we've talked about people having these sightings and how scared they are and yeah. um, frightened of Bigfoot and how big he is. And, and you're right, but in, in these commercials and in, in many other um, representations, he's, he's a comedy. So. No, he's comedy now. Yeah, he's comedy when it comes to selling something. You know? Yeah, we, we've, yeah, we've discussed that before, this whole process of really scary monsters becoming into these sort of like fluffy uh you know uh sparkly like friendly happy i call it the the gentrification of monsters yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. yeah. totally so, yeah but I, I i still i think you can you can use those funny versions and help you process your fear of monsters and celebrate mm-hmm. monsters i mean as long as they're not chasing you trying to kill you monsters are awesome yeah. right so yeah exactly so i agree well, I guess we need to sort of wind up here. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But is... We just want to thank you so much, Douglas, for appearing on the show. And you've just yeah. you've got such an impressive resume. I mean, oh, you've indeed. done so many things. It's just really, really cool to hear about. Yeah. Oh. Do you, if you have anything you want us to push or promote, or if you have any links you want people yeah. to go to, let us know. Uh, you can send them now, uh, and I'll get them into the show notes uh, when this goes. Yeah, through. I'll send you some pictures, and you know, I could send you my. If anybody's interested in seeing the work I do, I'm on Instagram, and yeah, I cool. have a Facebook page, and you know, things like that. I post a lot mm-hmm. of my my upcoming work and things I've done. So outstanding. And, yeah. Cool. And if any creative people want to book you, do, how do they contact you? Who's your agent? Uh, I well, I mean, as far as a convention, I have a signing agent. It's on my IMDb, uh, Sean Clark, and then mm-hmm. my agent is on there also. Fantastic, um, cool, yeah. cool. Well, got a bunch of people coming through and saying thank you, Doug. Absolutely, hey, thanks for thanks for watching, everybody. Appreciate it. Uh, we we yeah, really appreciate it's fun you hearing about everything. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, stay safe, stay well. What's going to happen is I'm going to hit the button to stop streaming and then we'll awkwardly continue to talk for 30 to 45 seconds. (laughs) Monster Talk. You've been listening to a podcast version of Monster Talk Live, a special feature that we recorded during 2020. Links to the video version of these episodes are in the show notes. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and we'll work to continue to provide good content there, including more streaming events in the future. Monster Talk is a listener-supported program, and your subscription at patreon.com forward slash monster talk sustains us during these difficult times. Thank you for your support and for your positive reviews. I'm Blake Smith, and along with my co-host Karen Stolzno, we ask you to join us in being the voice of reason and science in a world that's perilous with nonsense, superstition, and dangerous misinformation. 
Shine your lights, everyone. Even a flickering candle can be seen for miles in the darkness. And together, we are stronger. Monster Talk theme music is by Peach Stealing Monkeys. Thank you so much for listening. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.